We're in week three of Giants, and I want to talk to you about the green giants. One of the biggest giants many people are facing in our country is the green giant. And during this difficult economic time for our nation, many people are going through a financial storm. And I know many of you are aware that people have lost their home. People have lost their savings. People have lost their retirement. People have lost cars. And people have even, even lost their own life. People have actually committed suicide because of the green giant. Matter of fact, you may have saw this on the news or read it in the paper. This past week, a man, a man named Jason Ayubi, he was 40 years old, lived in Pittsburgh, California. He was married and his in-laws were living with him as well. And he was going through financial trouble. He was experiencing the green giant. And he woke up on 11, 11, 11 this past week. And he killed his wife. He killed his in-laws. And a 40-year-old man took his own life because they were about to lose their home. He was in foreclosure. And the financial giant, the stress, and he snapped. And can I tell you, one of the biggest giants, matter of fact, the number one giant that we hear about from you, our people's church family, is, is this green giant. Pastor, we're going through financial stress problems. And so what I want to do is I want to look at this story in God's word, and I want us to get some tools that will help us overcome the green giant. It's my hope and my prayer that you would experience financial peace instead of stress that many people are facing today. Let's look at this story in Second Kings chapter 4. Verse 1 through 7, Second Kings chapter 4, and we're going to draw all of our points from this portion of Scripture, so I encourage you to keep your Bibles open here. Second Kings chapter 4, verse 1 says, The wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that he revered the Lord, but now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. I want you to notice that that he revered the Lord. This is a God-fearing family. These are God-fearing people, and yet they're going through financial difficulties. And here's what I want you to know. Just because you're a follower of Christ or you fear the Lord doesn't exempt you from financial trouble. These people love the Lord. They, they love God, and they experience financial trouble. It goes on to say in verse 2, Elisha replied to her, how can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing there at all, she said, except a little oil. Elisha said, go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars, and as each is filled, put it to one side. She left him and afterwards shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her, and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, bring me another one. But he replied, there is not a jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. She went and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil and pay your debts. 
you and your sons can live on what is left. And from this story, let's pick up some tools that will help you and I overcome the green giant. If you're taking notes, number one is this. Number one is this. From this story, the first tool we need to pick up is you need to be honest about where you are. Be honest about where you are. Notice this lady in 2 Kings chapter 4 and verse 1. It says, the wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that he revered the Lord, but now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. I want you to notice that this lady didn't show up and say, hello, Elisha, how are you? And Elisha said, well, how are you? I'm fine. How about yourself? Well, I'm doing okay. Things are rocking right along. I'm making it. That's not what she said at all. This lady said, let me tell you how I'm doing. I'm broke. I'm in trouble. I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. I'm going through financial pressure. I'm about to lose everything. Can I tell you, this lady was real about her situation. She was raw about her situation. And, and can I tell you, we live in a culture where a lot of people aren't honest about where they are. We live in a culture that puts up a front. We live in a culture where people are experiencing pain and trauma and difficulties and yet will pretend like everything is okay. We even do that in the church. People say, well, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing fine. I'm doing good. You know, in church, you know, we got to make it a little bit more spiritual than that. Hallelujah. I'm doing good. I'm blessed. How are you doing? I'm blessed. Things are going well. Never been better. You're lying. You don't know how you're going to pay your rent this month. You got $50,000 worth of credit card debt. You got a home you can't afford. You're upside down financially. You're pulling out your hair because you don't know how you're going to make ends meet. And, 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 and the key is you got to be real about where you are. We've got to take off the mask. We've got to take off the front. And we just got to be real like this lady and say, you know what? I'm going through some trouble. I'm going through some difficulty. It's the first step to overcoming financial giants. you got to be real about where you are. And not only that, you got to be honest about how you got where you are. You, you see this lady? This lady, she, she, she didn't say, you know what? I'm, I'm going through trouble, but I don't know how it happened. I just woke up one day and I almost lost everything. No, no, no. You know what this lady said? She said, you know, my husband, he loved the Lord, but he was financially irresponsible. He revered the Lord, but he didn't have no life insurance. I mean, he loved Jesus, but he didn't leave no savings behind. And, and he, he was the breadwinner and he died. And he owed somebody money. And now they're about, to, I'm, I'm going to lose everything. I'm even going to lose my boys. I'm going to lose all that I've got. That's how I got in this situation because my husband died and, and we have no money. She was honest about how she got where she was. And you listen, listen, you and I have to be honest about how we got where we are. Because listen, if we're not honest about how we got where we are, when God brings us out, it's so easy for us to end back in the same place again six months later. If we don't identify and say, you know what, this is how I got where I am. And sometimes we, we find ourselves in, in a financial, financial difficult spot because, because something out of our control. 
Some people say, you know, I got where I am today because I lost my job or, or, or my 401k, it just declined with the market and I got where I, I am and it, it, wasn't, it wasn't my fault. I didn't even see it coming. But, but, but a lot of people would look and they'd say, you know what, if I'm honest about how I got where I am, I'm overspending. I spend more than I make. I'm trapped in credit card debt and I'm a slave to a credit card and, and I've got so much credit card debt. I got a home I can't afford. I bought a car I can't afford. Some people would say I entered into a business deal and the deal went sour and I invested everything into the business and I've lost everything and that's how I got where I am. And you've got to be honest about how you got where you are because the last thing you want to do is for God to bring you out. It's for God to help you overcome financial difficulties and then you end up in the same place again you never learn from your mistake and you make the same mistake over and over and over again this lady teaches us a powerful lesson be honest about where you are be honest about how you got where you are there's a second tool that we need to pick up and it's a powerful tool to help us overcome the green giant number two is figure out what is in your house figure out what is in your house? Second Kings chapter four and verse two says, Elisha replied to her, how can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing at all, she said, except a little oil. And I want to ask you the same question. What do you have in your house? You're going through difficulty. You're, you're feeling the pinch. You're feeling the pressure. What do you have in your own house? You see, when you and I are facing financial difficulties. We tend to forget what we have because we get so focused on what we don't have. We get so focused on the bills that are pressing on us. We get so focused on, on, on the car we can't afford. We get so focused on the Christmas gifts that we can't afford this year. We get so focused on what we don't have. We forget what we do have. And like this widow lady, you may only have a little bit of oil. You may only have a little bit of money, but you got to focus on what you do have. I want you to hear me today. God can use what you do have to use it to help you overcome the financial giant in your life. That's what happened to this lady. She just had a little oil, but God can use just a little oil, just a little bit of money to bring you out of your situation. But you've got to get focused on what you do have. What do you have? I want you to think about that for a few moments. And I want to give you an assignment today when you get home. Figure out what you have. What do you have in savings? What do you have in your checking account? What do you have in retirement? Figure out what you have. You may have some equity in your home. Figure out what you have. F figure out how much you earn a week. How much do you make a week? How much if you get paid bi-weekly? How much do you get paid bi-weekly? If, if it's once a month you get paid, how much are you earning once a month? And, and write it down. Figure out how much you, well, how much you earn, what, what you have, and then figure out how much you're spending a month. Somebody said, oh, Jesus. Uh, I don't know if I like that. And, and when I say that to me, I'm not talking about guessing. Well, here's what I think. That's not good enough. Well, I, 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 I'm guessing that it might be. No, that's not good. That's not good enough. And your assignment today is to go home, TiVo the football game. It'll be on later. TiVo it, all right? And sit down and figure out what you have, figure out what you earn, and figure out what you're spending. I like what Dave Ramsey says. On paper, on purpose. On paper, on purpose. Today, figure out what you have. Some of you are going to be surprised by what you have. Some of you are going to be surprised by what you're spending. Figure out to the penny 
what you have and what you're spending. And you say, Pastor, I know I don't have a lot. That's okay. I want you to know God can take what you have and he can, if you can identify what you have and what you're spending, God can take it and he can use it to help you overcome the giant that you're facing in your life. There's a third thing that I want you to see, a third tool I want you to pick up and I want you to use it to overcome the giant in your life. Number three is put together a financial plan. Put together a financial plan. Second Kings chapter four and verse three says, Elisha said, go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars. And as each is filled, put it, put it to one side. I want you to notice that Elisha gave this lady a plan. This is so important that you grasp this right now. You don't accidentally fall into financial freedom. You don't, you don't just drift into financial peace. You, you, you don't just wake up one day and go, oh, I don't know how it happened. I'm out of debt. Thank you, Jesus. You don't just wake up one day and go, I don't know how. I qualified for the home. I don't know how. I got a new home. I don't know how it happened. It didn't happen that way. Nobody just drifts or it's not an accident. It takes a plan to experience financial freedom. And that, that's what happened to this lady. When you examine this text, and, and I examined this story this week, and I, I noticed that, that, that she used a plan to overcome the giant in her life. Let, let, let's look at some things that she did. Number one is this. Your plan should involve what you can do. Your plan should involve what you can do. I want you to notice that this, this widow lady, she used the oil that she had. And the Bible says that she closed the door and she poured the oil that she had. She did what she could do. She used the oil. She poured the oil. She said, I'm going to use what I have to overcome this financial giant. And friends, your plan needs to involve what you can do, what you can do. Let me get practical. I always like to get practical with God's word, what you can do. That means cut spending. Figure out how you can cut spending. Your plan needs to involve what you can do. He said, Pastor, what do you mean cut spending? Cancel the cable. Preach, Pastor. Preach. Come on. If I got to do it all by myself, I'm preaching. Preach, Pastor. Go ahead and tell the truth, Pastor. Tell the truth. Come on. If you don't know the number, we'll get it to you. Email the office. We'll get you DirecTV, Dish, AT&T, and Cox Cable. Amen. We'll get you the phone number. Make it easy for you. Cancel the cable. I, I'd encourage you to cut, cut, cut down your cell phone plan. You don't have to text. You weren't texting five years ago. You don't have to have a texting plan. You don't have to have the internet on your phone. You didn't have the internet on your phone. Some of you a year ago, two years ago, you didn't have the internet. You can use a computer. Go to the library if you have to. You don't have to have it on your phone. Preach, pastor. Preach. Preach. Tell the truth, pastor. I get, some of you just need to get rid of your cell phone and go to Walmart. I'm really serious. Go to Walmart and get one of those prepaid plans. Huh? Th thank you for my help. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> Preach, Pastor. You can't afford that $150 a month. And not an hour two. You can't, you can't afford that. That's over $1,000 a year. And I'm saying do what you can do to, to get free. So stop going out to eat. Come on. Make it at home. You can cook. Get some malto meal. They got it. Come on. It's water. Stir it up. Oatmeal. Ramen noodles. Preach, pastor. Teach the word. Come on, quit, 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 quit going out and buying clothes. You got plenty of clothes. 
Come on, the old folks used to say, we had the same pair of clothes, no shoes, walked up a hill both ways in the snow. That's what some of you need to do. Come on, you got enough clothes last week? Rotate them, mix and match them for next week. Amen. <laughs> Come on. Come on. I'm, t- I'm trying to tell you, do what you can do. Well, I sure want to get out of this mess. Do what you can do. Do what you can do. Come on, some of you start, start shopping. If you need some clothes, go, go, go to the thrift store. Go to the garage sale. Oh, no, he didn't. Oh, no, he didn't. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I said that. Go to the thrift store. That's how the Cooper kids came up. We came up on garage sale clothes. You know, when I was in high school, you know, it was too cool to go. But I'd go because that's what my mama said we had to do it. You know, she's kind of hot. Put a ball cap on and put it down. Mama didn't care. She's just walking. If you're high, just put your ball cap on, high school student. Put the glasses on. You know, you look, we're trying to be, be cool. I don't care about being cool. Now that I'm grown, it's not about being cool. It's about being wise. I'm saying do what you can do. Now, I want you to notice that I didn't say, because I knew some of you ladies would stone me. I didn't say stop getting your hair did. Uh, but you, some of you need to stop getting it did every week. I'm just, I'm just you, come on, do what you can do. Come on, some of you need to stop, you need to cut up the credit card. You need to, you, 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 come on, some of you are addicted to it. You're a slave to the credit card. So, so, some of you, you just say, Pastor, that's extreme. Okay, well, then get, get a, a, a big cup. I'm talking about like this big, a bowl. Get you a bowl and put water in it and put your credit card and freeze the bowl and throw away your ice pick. <laughs> that way, when you feel that urge to grab that card, some of you feel it, well, I got an unction. That's not an unction. That's not the Holy Spirit. I'm just telling you. That's not an unction. You got the devil. <laughs> trying to get you in trouble and man, man you you got to stop you got do what you can do some of you need to downsize your home you may need to go rent for a couple of years so that you can get free some of you need to you, you need to get rid of your car and get, get you need to get a cheaper car so pastor i got a good warranty but you can't afford it i don't care about your warranty it's bumper to bumper i know i don't care if it's bumper to bumper go get you a thousand dollar car get free do, do what do you preach, pa- preach, Pastor? I got to help myself today. That's okay. I was prepared to help myself today. I, I came but prayed up to help myself preach today. I want you to get free. I want you to get free. Some of you don't need to go to a garage sale. You need to have a garage sale. You got so much stuff. Have a garage sale and pay off some of that debt. Have a garage sale. Some of you, for a short time, need to get a second job. It may be for six months. You, you, you actually got yourself so upside down, you don't, know, you don't know what to do. Some of you might have to get a second job just for a season so that you can get yourself financially free. All I'm saying is this lady took the oil she had and she poured it herself. She said, I'm not just going to depend on everybody else. I, we, we, I'm in a mess, and I'm going to do what I can do to get myself out of this mess. That's what Tiffany and I did in our early, in our early 20s. Uh, I, I told you before, if you're new with us, we had credit card debt. I put our cruise on, on, on the credit card for our honeymoon. I bought new furniture on the credit card. We were upside down. Uh, we got lots of credit card debt. We, 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 we had student loan debt, both of us. And, and we just said, you know what? We, I didn't even almost know that a $7 movie had Because we went to the movies, it was a dollar. There was no new releases. Uh, we went to the dollar theater in Missouri. And every once in a while, we snuck in some candy because 
Uh, $5 for some Skittles for six of them? We stopping at the convenience store. I'm saying, you got, listen, 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 you, 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 you got to get, we got to do what you, we, we, we didn't buy clothes. Almost every suit that I had, I think every suit that I had when I used to travel full time was given to me. I couldn't afford to buy a suit. I mix and match them and mix and match the, the shirt and the tie with the same jacket. I would, and I'm doing five day revivals and wearing two jackets. I didn't care. I got to get out of this. I'm going to do what I can do. It's not about looking cool. I got to get out of this. I want freedom. I want freedom. I don't want to pretend like I got it all together and I'm broke. I want freedom. I'm saying you got to do what you can do. No, number two is this. I want you to see her plan. I want you to see her plan. She put together a plan. Number two is this. Your plan should include the help of others. The help of others. This lady, the Bible says, went and she asked her neighbors for jars. Can you imagine how humble she had to be? She won't go to the neighbor's house and can I get some jars? H- how come? Um, um, I don't have no money. I'm broke. Uh, yeah, sure, we'll get you some. I mean, she went around and got help from her neighbors. And can I tell you what you and I have to do when we experience financial difficulties is we got to get help from other people. I want you to hear me today. Rarely. Rarely do people overcome the green giant by themselves. Uh, rarely does it happen. People who overcome the green giant enlist the help of other people. And listen to me, as, pe- as this church, people's church, it's my heart to help you. I want you to know, I want you to experience financial freedom. I want you to experience financial peace. And that's why this Wednesday night, on the 16th, this Wednesday night, and also on, on November the 30th, it's a free class, two classes, two, two sessions, absolutely free. A lot of places charge for a class like this, absolutely free. And we got qualified people teaching this class on overcoming financial giants. It's going to be practical. It's going to be helpful. There's going to be worksheets. It's going to be, it's, it's going to be in-depth lessons on how you can get free financially. I, I, be there. C- come. Get involved. Learn, grow. We can all learn and grow more in the area of our finances. We offer it absolutely free. We want to. I, I realize this. You can't do this all by yourself. You need help. This lady got help. You need help. We want to help you. Starting in January, we'll have Financial Peace University. I, I believe our Crown Ministry that for the late Larry Burkett's class, Financial Peace is with is, is with Dave Ramsey. We're going to offer those classes, and and the only thing we charge is just for the material. So just the material cost is, is all you'll pay. And we want to help you. All I'm saying is people. People who get financially free, people who experience financial peace, involve, involve other people. They don't do it by themselves. And the only reason we don't involve other people is because of our pride. Nobody can tell me how to handle my money. I'm not listening to you. I don't, I don't even like the fact you're preaching about it, Pastor. I'm sure not coming to that class and listening to anybody. I'm going to do it my way. Well, go ahead and do it your way. But your way's not working. Your way has you broke. Your way has you upside down on your home. Your way has you stressed out over your car payment. Your way has you $50,000 worth of credit card debt. Can I tell you, my way and your way just don't work. Society's way just doesn't work. But you know what our way does? Our way gets us with financial stress instead of financial peace. Enlist the help of others. 
I want you to see, I want you to see a third thing regarding this plan, a third thing, and that is this. Your plan must include God. Notice this in 2 Kings chapter 4 and verse 5. This is such a cool scripture. It says, she left him, the prophet, and afterwards shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her, and she kept pouring. She kept pouring. The Bible says this lady only had a little oil, and she didn't have a clue how this was all going to work out and happen. I mean, it didn't even make sense. Go get some jars. Bring them in your house. You only got a little oil, and just pour the oil out. And that's what she did. She just took the jar, and she began to pour the oil. And she only had a little, but the oil kept pouring. And she got the next jar, and she kept pouring. And she got the next jar, and she kept pouring. And she got the next jar, and she kept pouring. She just used her natural, and when she yielded her natural to God, he showed up with his supernatural. She yielded her natural and God showed up with the supernatural. You see what happened? All this lady did is she yielded what she had to God. It didn't make sense to me, but I'm going to yield what I have to you, God. I'm putting it in your hands. I revere you. I fear you. And she yielded what she had to God and God multiplied it. That's how God works. That's how God works. Is you yield what you have to God and God multiplies it and i'm telling you when i look at this story and i look at this lady i look at the pressure she was under she was about to lose everything she's about to lose her little ch- her children they were going to become slaves to the creditor i mean she was in a pinch but i want you to know notice that god was involved in her getting financially free the bible says in malachi 3 and verse 10 about inviting the supernatural into your financial life it says bring the whole tithe that's 10 percent of our income i get asked a lot Pastor that off the gross or the net. Now, I always believe off the gross. I believe you always pay God first. If the electric company starts taking their money before you see your check, you still pay God first. You still pay God first. You say, I'm, I'm going to bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. That's the local church where you worship. And, and I, I'm a big believer in this. I, I believe deeply. I have a deep conviction. If this is not your church home, you're from out of state, don't return your tithe here. When you get back home to your local church where you worship it, that's where your tithe belongs you don't send it to the television preacher you don't send it to another church it belongs to the church where you worship where where you attend where you're being fed and that that's the natural it says be obedient with the natural it says that there may be food in my house in in the local church where lives are being changed and it says test me in this it's the only place in the bible where god says test me now don't test god in any other area but right here god says test me Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. And it doesn't even make sense, kind of like this woman. You yield the natural, but what God says is I show up with the supernatural. You yield what you have, and I multiply with my blessing. And that's what God says I want to do in your financial life. There was a, a man in our church. His name is Kyle. Matter of fact, he was playing the guitar today. And he recently started yielding what he had to the Lord. He started tithing. And he started experiencing God's supernatural blessings. Because that's how it works. You yield your natural and God sows it with supernatural. I want you to hear his testimony. Check out his testimony. I was in such a bad place. Like I wasn't having my bills paid. I'm paying school out of my own pocket right now. And I was just, I was broke and borrowing money all the time. I guess I would give here and there. I was never a consistent giver. And to give 10%, that would be a a real rarity. You know, it wouldn't wouldn't happen a whole lot. I watched a, a lesson over tithing and I said, okay, 
I'm going to give. What else do I have to lose? Well, it came down to the end of that month when I was tithing, and uh, this was this was literally one day away from all my bills being due, and I was $350 away, you know, and I'm sitting there looking at God. I'm like, God, I gave to you. I, I, I gave everything I was supposed to give. And uh, the very next day, I get a check from my job for $351. It was $1 over. It's paid all my bills, and it was just like that. It's like, wow, that's, that's pretty amazing stuff right there. You know, it just, it told me that just trust God. He is, he's absolutely in control. And, you know, honestly, the, the, the next month I said, okay, cool, God. I mean, I'm going to do it again and let's just see what happens. And it really just started every single month, like to the dollar. My bills were paid on time. Everything was taken care of and I just kept giving and giving. It was like the more I gave, just the more that I would get. Money is just one of those things that's so hard for us to overcome and to, to really trust God. And you just, you just have to do it. He just says, give to me. Give to me your best. Trust me. And a, man, he, he never lets you down. It, he's, he's always faithful. And this is just always, it's one of those things that I can look back on and just pull my faith from. Man, such a, build, a big faith building experience through me. One of the things that I love about People's Church, we have a lot of people coming. A lot of people come into Christ, a lot of new people every single week, a lot of new people come and giving their life to Christ. And I believe in this principle so much. I believe in it. And I believe it's so key to experiencing financial peace is we're starting a 90-day, three-month tithe challenge. And basically all this is is testing God. And it's money back, guarantee, no questions asked. Because I believe that much in this principle, that if you will test God, God will bless you. When you yield the natural, he'll show up with his supernatural. These cards in the back of your seat today, and you're hearing you say, Pastor, you know what? I've never tithed before. You may be a new Christian. You may have been in church for years, but you never have tested God by returning the whole tithe to the Lord. Take this card out today, and I want to ask you to make a 90-day commitment. At the end of 90 days, if you say, Pastor, I have not, I don't believe God showed up. I don't believe God showed up. I tested God. You just call the office. We'll refund your money back 100%. No questions asked. And I will say this, I'll be shocked if you call because I know God. And I know if you will test God and you will truly tithe, you will find out just like Kyle, when you yield what you have, God multiplies it. Now, if you'll take this card and you fill it out, here's what I want you to do is rip it off, rip it off. And the bottom part of it, the part you fill out, the ushers will be at the door. Just drop it in the offering bucket. I encourage you to start tithing today. Maybe you don't have it with you today. Hop online. That's what my wife and I do. We just set up reoccurring giving. It comes out of our account every single month that we can honor the Lord. And the next 90 days, would you do that? Now, I want you to see on the back here, your half, you keep the first top, turn in the bottom, and you can just read the rules back there because we, we did have some rules. Like, like, like you got to give when you tithe. We got to have record of it. You, you can't say at the end of three months, I gave a million dollars for the church to the church, but we can't find it nowhere. Amen. So use an envelope. Praise the Lord. All right. Don't give it anonymously. Amen. So I don't know how some of you think. Amen. So we just want to, we want to make sure we got a few things covered. So, so we put some things, but listen, all I'm saying is all the church wants is my money. No, 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 no. We want you blessed. We want you to experience God's blessings and we believe it in so much. We're putting this together. You have no excuse not to test God and test his word.
and see won't he show up in your financial life. Number three, the, the, the number four is this. The, the, the fourth thing that I want you to see about a plan, a plan is this. Work the plan. Work the plan. Work the plan. Now, I want you to notice this lady. This lady, when she heard the plan, she didn't go, huh, that's interesting. Huh, okay. Figure out what I have in my house. Go get some jars. Pour some oil. I don't know how it's going to work. That's a good plan, but I don't think I'm going to do it. No, she worked the plan. She worked the plan. And that's what a lot of people do is they don't work God's plan. A lot of people hear truth like I'm preaching today. Hey, figure out what you have. Oh, that's good, Pastor. Mm, that's good stuff. Yeah, that's good. Okay, figure out what I've got. Figure out what you're spending. Oh, okay, get a piece of paper and pencil. And fig- huh, that's good. That's good. Okay. Uh, now, 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 enlist the help of others. Go, come to the class. Oh, that's, that's good. Free class. Whoa, that's, that's really great. That's wonderful. Tithe. Now, I know I'm not going to do that one, so you just forget that one. Okay, I'm not doing that one. So, And you hear truth like this. And so many people don't work the plan. And I'm telling you, work the plan. Work the plan. If you will work God's word, it will work for you. And so many people hear truth like this, but they never go apply it. And they never put together a plan. They never go write down what they're earning, what they're spending, and what they have. They never take the steps. And I'm encouraging you, work the plan. And when God shows up with his supernatural blessing, Here's what you have to do. You have to manage God's blessings well. Manage God's blessings well. The Bible says this in 2 Kings chapter 4 and verse 7. She went and told the man of God. Listen, basically what she said is, hey, it worked. God showed up. I got the jars. I poured the oil and God multiplied it. He showed up with his supernatural on my natural. And he said, the prophet, go sell the oil and pay your debts. And you and your sons can live on what is left. In other words, he says, go manage God's blessings well. Because you know what she could have done? She could have said, oh, God showed up thank you lord and he i heard what you said go pay off my debt i'm not paying off my debt god bless me so i can get a bigger house i god bless me i gotta get me a new ride a new cadillac pony a couple of ponies and a new buggy so i can beat the neighbors i can ride faster than the neighbors in the neighborhood that's not what she did she took the blessing and she managed it well and there are so many people that come to me and say pastor You know what? I tried that whole plan thing. I tried God's plan. It didn't work. No, no, it is working. You have to manage God's blessings well. God is blessing you. You're working the plan. You started tithing. You got a budget. You're living within your means. You're doing what you can do. You enlisted the help of us. God is helping you. You're just living in it. God is helping you. You're just wearing it. Matter of fact, you was there last night at the mall wearing it. God did show up. You just ate it last night at Chili's. God is helping you. You just going to spend it all on Christmas gifts. God is. If you work the word, the word will work for you. But when God blesses with his supernatural, you got to manage his blessings. Well, I want you to experience financial peace instead of financial stress.